0: This is Carmel Bear and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. Thank you Carmel Bear. It is Tuesday, December 26th, 2023. It is 364 more days until most people's favorite holiday. It'll never get longer than it is right now. Hello everybody and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. The 177th edition of such show. Um, I am one of your lovely hosts, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, let's see how to the folks out there.
1: Hi, folks.
0: We appreciate people who chat along with us in the Discord. We appreciate people who check out the segment start times down in the description below. And we appreciate aforementioned Carlberry, a.k.a. at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram. Josh, how are you darn today?
1: Eh, been better but
0: going on it's okay
1: well so saturday we podcasted and after that we went to go see my grandpa in the nursing home um he'd been struggling recently so we figured we'd go see him and hang out with him for a little bit with asher and then um as we left or just a few hours after we left i guess he took a turn for the worst um, found out last night he did pass away. So rest oh, in peace, grandpa. Shit. Um, so not a, not the best ending to Christmas. Um, but it is one of those things where, um, we had kind of seen it coming. Um, not necessarily as soon as this, but we had seen it coming and he said he was ready, which makes it a little bit easier to stomach. Yeah, um, he was coherent when he was with us. He got a big hug from Asher. He got a big hug from Nikita and I, yeah. um, um, and so it was nice to see that. But overall, yeah, that kind of l- limits my um, mood from being too high. Um, Shit. I mean, other than that, you know, Christmas had some good food, um, some good football, some bad football. And yeah, how are you, Gar?
0: uh i mean i'm doing okay this is i mean i don't know if the people would believe me but this is generally the first time i'm hearing that i mean you could have like i can just do the show solo or you could have just been like bruh like that's a very excusable thing like you don't have to be doing this if you're not up to it right now it's totally fine no i mean i worked i worked a full day
1: as much work as i could do as a county employee i guess but I, i worked a full day and okay um it's one of those things that you know it stinks yes but um I guess, as somebody who is religious and a believer of the afterlife, um, whether or not you or the listeners are, that's fine. That's up. That's your guys' decision. Um, makes it a little bit easier to stomach these kinds of things, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's always the, um, you know, they're somewhere better now, right? There, they're at peace. They're in eternal, um, ugh, what's the right word? Eternal bliss. I don't know if bliss would be the right way to describe it, but I'm not yep. very good. For He's up the there shouting.
1: This. He's up there shouting at me to stop shooting light bulbs out in the barn
0: (laughs) classic grandpa i mean it's and i don't know you probably don't want any commentary but i know it's a very common thing for people to like hold out through the holidays like it's a very common time for people to go but they want to wait to make it to one more holiday so i'm sure he was uh he was fighting to make it and then he wanted those hugs. He wanted that family, that little less little family moment. So I'm sure that means yeah. less or something to everyone as well. Yeah,
1: and, and it was a big thing that uh, my dad living in Mississippi, he was able to drive. He left on Sunday, which was the plan all along anyways, regardless of health, um, and left Sunday, made it up and spent the time, the night with him essentially. And um, my dad was the one that called me and said, you know, he woke up and. was like just said yeah it's it's time and um held my my dad held his hand and said goodbye
0: uh okay well that's uh obviously over no, no i appreciate you sharing that's tough i remember when i lost uh when i lost both my dad's parents it would have i mean it's like eight or nine years ago at this point if my quick mental math is right but one of them went i think they both went during the holidays i think they didn't quite make it to christmas but i I know what you're going through and i'm sure i'm sure that makes everything a little bit tougher and uh, you being what not not only a day removed or a couple days removed it's uh it's not even probably not even real yet but i appreciate you sharing i appreciate you being vulnerable enough to let people know it's okay to not be okay and i appreciate you um yeah being being comfortable enough to share that with me and with uh our seven listeners or however many there are so shout out to you josh uh, i know t's and p's don't really carry a lot um but uh t's and p's for me and i feel like i speak on behalf of all of the hidden ochers all the hood pod faithful that we're all thinking about you and i'm sure you'll get a um, couple texts from the people that listen wishing you well so um if there's anything any of us can do to support the fam let us know. I will happily volunteer. Not that I have a lot to offer in this scenario, but I'm more than happy to help out.
1: Nope, it's fine. I mean, I don't need anything. It's not a like I said. It's not. I don't know. My dad and I both have different views on death. It seems where it's or no, we have different views from most people. We the mourning process is more of that celebration process. So, sure. um, you know, of the life that they lived. So I'm I'm okay. Um, like i said it wasn't unexpected if it was unexpected probably a different story Um, but yeah
0: how how old Um, was the jolly fella
1: oh boy 90 something
0: oh that's a good long fucking life dude that is 90 years dude there's no shot i make it to 90 i don't know how you feel but that's crazy good for him
1: yeah no it's it's looking likely because all my grandparents lived to be about that age my grandma my grandmas on both sides were a little bit younger than 90 i believe but um my grand great grandma and my on my grandpa's that just passed lived to be 102 103 um so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to a long life of diapers changed in the nursing home
0: yeah you're changing that asher now he'll be changing you someday as is the cycle of life um, yeah
1: he was also my grandpa was also the only person that was taller than like the only like older person I know that was like taller than me. Like he's he was six foot eight or something like that, six Jesus, seven.
0: Jesus, that is a man right there.
1: My my dad was the runt. At six foot three.
0: Oh, dude, six foot three? How embarrassing.
1: Uh, yeah, moving on. Let's get to, into football, <laughs> something that brings joy to most people's hearts, unless I, you're a te- a fan I, of a team I, that I, lost or your fantasy team performed like mine
0: i again we will move on josh i again do just want to say though i think it's what you just did was a a, you know a brave thing a vulnerable thing i think that's truly what being secure in yourself is about is being able to share um because i think uh, especially for men which we have mostly men listeners and also nikita shout out um i was probably all the women listeners i'm not thinking of right now but anyways i think what you're doing is a great thing and i think you're setting a good example for other men to share when they're not okay so i appreciate that i just want to emphasize that yet again um but yeah, Josh, uh, do we have some sort of rhyming wrap up or some sort of anything else for the for the week sixteen that was? Uh,
1: no, um, nothing this week. Um, I do want to ask. Um, at, so obviously, refing has been a big debate. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't. So with the weekend, I didn't watch a whole lot, or I didn't watch intently enough to know if there was any calls that weren't. Um, weren't good or like as controversial as there has been in the past. Uh, sure. So if there have, if there were any, just one you can chime in. But um I guess my biggest question is since there has been something each week almost um, that has been kind of like, well, the refs blew it or the refs did this. Yep. What is the one thing like, is there, is there a call that in the playoffs you would be so sick to see that it would just kind of taint the game itself? like, I'm thinking like the Buffalo Bills and the Chiefs game a couple years ago when it was just a shootout overtime, you know, touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, um, kind of, you know, people call it a great game. If there were a penalty that made it so the Chiefs won that game, which they ended up winning, but if there was a penalty in there, what would be the one thing that you would just say, you know what? No, 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 no.
0: I mean, I think the ones that people hate the most are... Um, would probably be like really ticky tacky PIs because that could be like an eighty yard penalty. It's usually not that long, but you know what I mean? Like it can be like a super long it's not limited by yardage, it's a spot foul. Um, those ones or if it's like a fourth down try and they get like a defensive holding or an illegal contact or something, that makes it it let's just say it's a fourth and twenty seven. It's only a five yard penalty or whatever it is, but it's an automatic first down. So that you know, that you know, I think those are people accuse those of being thrown around a lot to keep the game alive. Um, And then there's always some of those roughing the passer calls that seem quite light quite faint at least to the you know the nfl most of us grew up on um so those 15 yarders those automatic first downers um are definitely some of the most unfortunate ones i know i've always complained against like the 12 men on the field when the 12th guy is literally sprinting off the field he's not going to affect the play plane anyway um but like he's one foot on the field as he's walking off like he's not backed up he's not anything those ones always annoy me because i think you know rogers used to get the vikings with it so maybe it's personal bias but um but if i had to pick just one it would obviously be the dpi i would assume if the dpi keeps the game going and it's like a 40-yard penalty that keeps a drive alive that otherwise would have been dead or put someone in a field goal range that wouldn't have otherwise been there something like that that'd be the killer for me what about you
1: yeah so i'm thinking back to like the um bucks packers um championship game a couple years back okay. where the packers had that giant lead and then they were basically letting them play all game And then there was a defensive pass interference called late in the game that wasn't even... I mean, it was deep. It would have been DPI had they been calling it like that the entire game. But there were plays prior to that that had been a little bit more egregious um, that weren't called. But then at this point in time. So I think that if they were calling it one way, and then when it comes down to like the final drive or the final, you know, three minutes of the game, they decide that they're going to change how they call it. I think that's where I would start to get the whole all right, the fix is in. This is stupid. Um, because that to me is they talk about it all the time players will have these um they'll notice the tendencies of ref and crews and they'll that's how they adjust to the game is they'll adjust to how they're calling the game at that point in time so i think even with the recent uh, offensive offsides that was called um that the chiefs didn't like with Kadarius Tony that's something that they mentioned was you know they they give that there's a little bit of wiggle room with it that you know if they're you know a couple feet or if they're a foot off the line and they call it then they know you know that's kind of the where that is if they need to move back but sometimes there'll be plays where um, you know, like the first week of the season with the right tackle for the Chiefs who had a full half second head start with the plays. Um, that, that is one of those things where if they were to do that all game and then they call it at the end, like I believe they did, um, that is something that, okay, you let it go this long. You, if you warn me, warn, me, or if you warn us, warn us early. Don't, uh, don't wait until the last drive of the game, um, that sort of thing.
0: I mean, do you believe, I guess, do you believe this either happens in the NFL or it's something that should happen in the NFL, but something I heard my family talking a lot about on Sunday because, or yeah, Sunday, Monday, whatever the fucking day it was, Sunday, Um, because I don't know that this is really a thing, but obviously it's things people talk about, but makeup calls, like let's say there's, you know what, people might call an agree, just call one way or the other for or against your team, and then it feels like some point later in the game, they do another call of a similar you know lack of severity that goes the other way and that's the quote quote unquote makeup call is that something that you think actually happens and it's not just a coincidence and do you think that is something the ref should generally do to try and balance out the game or should they you know how do you feel about quote unquote makeup calls because refs aren't perfect they're humans
1: i think they happen but they're not they shouldn't happen like i think that they happen but it's kind of like a subconscious thing like they'll they'll make a makeup call because they feel like they missed one earlier and they want to make sure that they get this one right so it's like yeah it but and so they may be over analyzing something to make sure that they get something to make it up. Um, and so when they talk about the makeup, like a makeup call for um, the Chiefs Packers game with the rough or the um, whatever it was on the sideline with Mahomes getting decked, even though he was still in balance. and then they threw the flag, the non PI call, like they refused to throw the flag on the PI call. It, that that one they say was a makeup call, and it's like well. Yes and no, because, I mean, yeah, they didn't call the penalty, but that's a little bit different than um, the whole, like, scramble thing. So I don't know. There's no fair makeup calls, it seems. It's always going to be lopsided one way or the other. So I just think that it's silly that the refs do that. Um, But I do think that they do, um, in a way, kind of hyper-focus on certain aspects of the game if they did make a mistake earlier. (laughs)
0: all right yeah i hear what you're saying i was just curious what your your hypothetical or not hypothetical question but your like football discussion question made me think about that so i wanted to ask your opinion um and i appreciate that this is like a bit obviously we just kind of have like an opening segment that was roughly for a rhyming or whatever else but i also appreciate a good football discussion question so i appreciate the last couple weeks you've had those so um if that's what you want to do for what we have one more tuesday podcast maybe um Ex we're almost done with this bitch. I mean, championships are this weekend, and I suppose next week could just be a recap. Doesn't even have to be a normal show. Anyways, I appreciate the yeah. questions. I think those are they're fun to go over as well. Um anything else in your in the Josh opening segment or shall we shall we move on?
1: Uh no, we can move on.
0: All right, Josh, do you happen to have any fire in your gut this week? It's just a yes or no question. Don't tell me what it is. Just do you have any fire in your gut? Yes. All right. All right. Well, protect your drywall, Josh, because we're going with the whole thing.
1: Welcome back. Who drove over here? Quick, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? Did you have fire in your gut? Did you? We're here for a reason. Don't get that twisted. Okay? We're here for a reason to win games. So if you didn't have that fire in your gut, you better light the fire pretty fast. Be who you are. Just understand I'm looking for f- killers.
0: I'm looking for fucking killers, Josh. Woo! All right, Josh, would you like to go first or second with the fire in your gut?
1: I'll I'll go second.
0: All right, Josh. Uh as usual, I can always find a way to have fire in my gut. Fire in your gut can be good. It can be bad, but we're going to start we're going to start with the positive, Josh. Uh, we'll talk about it a bit more in a moment, but some fire that can really brew in my gut, Josh, and can really just light a flame inside me is when you're sitting here on the fantasy playoffs and you're looking back all the way to the draft and you know people can argue whether or not you can win or lose a a league in a draft some would say you can't you know win a league in a draft but you can lose it. all these sorts of things you look back and you look back at a couple picks that are usually later picks but they've really made the difference in your season and so the fire in my gut is just successful drafting just you look back and you're like dang whether or not you win the championship or not doesn't really matter but you made it to the playoffs you can tell who some of the difference makers are on your team and you're just like hell yeah i drafted that guy i knew something or i had a hunch or i listened to this analyst or to this whatever and they told me to take them and i listened so it's just like it feels good to look back and to be like you know what this player made the difference and i had the either the guts or the smarts or the whatever to take them to take the person and to take them when you took them so that gives me some fire in my gut josh i also have uh, another source of fire in my gut that's a little bit less fortunate i think i played those out of order as usual but some fired in my gut, Josh, is uh, what happened to me in the Deflate These Balls League. Lose the first round of the playoffs because fucking Noah, piece of shit, fucking Brown. He decided that he wanted to put up two back-to-back zero-point weeks with Tank Dell already out. And then, uh, I, so I benched him. I'm like, I can't play you in the playoffs, if so you're going to put up back-to-back goose egg weeks. And then uh, the week I bench him, he puts up like 15 points. Odell Beckham, who I put in his place, put up like, you know, three, four, five points. And then uh, I lose to Al by like 3, 4 points. And then I go on to the week 16 of the playoffs, what would have been the semifinals. I'm instead of playing in the 5th place game with Dave, because he lost as well. And I have the league high fucking score. It just makes me so angry. Fuck you, Noah Brown. Fuck you, OBJ. Fuck all the people that made me lose by just a slim margin i hate you i hope you slip on banana peels and get hemorrhoids for the rest of your days josh what kind of firing you got do you got
1: well i've got a uh, positive one Woo! we're gonna we're gonna talk about a successful rebuild Gar, you've been a part of a few rebuilds um i don't know if you've considered any of them a success at this point well but...
0: bro i just had the league high score in the di- in the hidden Oaks dynasty please
1: Yeah, but have you? Are you still in the playoffs? No, I'm sure not. So um, I'm thinking back to like um, with the deflate these balls leagues. We we talk about. um, Oh boy, now it's not going to let me pull up records. Last year, I was a playoff team, kind of um, fringe playoff team. Uh, Two years ago worst team in the league by far um no running backs on my roster i think chuba hubbard was my starting running back and he wasn't oh, even started on his team um at that point in time and i think my other starting running back was durnis johnson um and so the rebuild started after that season that was the failed tank where i had the first overall get moved to a second overall um fast forward two years um, last year was that uh, that team chemistry year where we could see where we're going. This year was more of that. All right, let's let's try and build on that success from the late season, and we're in the championship game, going up against Foster. Um, who is notorious for trading away assets that end up exploding later on. Um, So he is doing well this season too. He was your preseason pick for the championship, and I've been tooting my horn all year, mainly as a joke because I never expected to actually get this far in the playoffs, um, let alone be 13-1 and in the regular season. Um, And so um, the two people that we talked about the most as champions in this league, me just for um, giggles, you as a serious response, um, have now been are now going head to head in the championship foster did just toss up a 130 bomb and i only put up 77 so hopefully my guys were just getting rested. um but yeah so that's a su- successful rebuild i feel two years two years removed from the last worst team in the league all the way up to championship game walters I hope you just put that on your fridge and look at it every day.
0: What do you think the secret was? Is there any one thing that uh, made the difference? Was it was it good drafting? Was it good trades? Was it just holding firm, knowing the guys you had were good? You just had an unlucky season? What do you think it was?
1: I think it was holding firm because I did say Dearness, Dearness Johnson was one of my starting running backs, but I've had Raheem Mostert since the start as well. His injuries in the past have kind of um, tainted his ability to produce for me, um, but he's... He's been somebody that I've had multiple, multiple, multiple trade offers over for the last two years, three years even, um, that, or ever since this, um, auction has taken off or the auction league started after Tyler won it. And so having Raheem Mostert, um, and kind of holding Pat with him, cause I've been getting, I'd gotten like a first and, or not a first, a second rounder. It started as third rounder, like two years ago, third rounder last year, uh, second rounder late last year, um, to foster, believe it or not was asking for him um and i just held pat saying you know what no i think that he's he's solid so i'm gonna hold on to him um so yeah that and then obviously i'm tight end university um tj hawkinson um dallas goddard and dalton kincaid are my three tight ends um and so i just i'm tight end to you so i think having a strong core tight end is gonna be the key to success
0: I mean, it's going to benefit you here in this championship. TJ Hawkinson out for the year. You've got two other studs um, you can go to, so look at you. It's looking pretty good right now.
1: Yeah. My negative fire, though.
0: Oh, no, Josh.
1: My negative fire is that hole that you find yourself in after Thursday or Saturday evening game, or Th- Thattergate, Thatterday Saturday Saturday <laughs> that Saturday. Yeah. Mike Tyson um, that day Luke? Yeah, it's that hole you find yourself in during those games, um, where it's just like, <sighs> seriously. And then you just got that full day to look at the score and go, "Why did I play that guy? Why did he? Why, what? What? Why? Why did he go off this week on my bench?" And yes, I'm mainly referring George Pickens with his 33 point performance on my bench. <laughs> wouldn't have put him in my starting lineup over anybody just based off how things have been going. Yeah. Um, but uh, it stinks to see it. Wouldn't have. I'm um, granted it wouldn't have helped me beat Ben, but it it would have helped me beat Derek. I think in the Hidden Oaks Dynasty League. So it's just one of those things. Like, ugh. um, so seeing that kind of sit there staring at me for three, four days stunk. So. It, Thursday night games, Saturday games with fantasy implications stink.
0: I feel it, brother. Well, uh, it's tough, but uh, we will move on. And with that in mind, we will move on in the show as well. Josh, are you ready to talk to our senior trash correspondent, the Forky? Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> Forky. Oh, God, I didn't even plea, pray, th- plea, pray, th- plea. Jesus Christ. I didn't pre-play the Sounders, so they might take a second to load. But anyways, Forky, what did Noah Brown saying after going back-to-back weeks getting zero points? I'm trash.
1: Forky, if you give up 30 points to a two-win team, where should you put the defensive coordinator? Tr- Tr- trash?
0: Forky, what is every Vikings quarterback saying to each other uh, about why they'll never be starters in the league again?
1: You're just like me. Trash!
0: God damn it, dude. Four picks and we still almost won that game.
1: Hey, 400 yards.
0: Who cares if you have four giveaways? Or yeah, turnovers.
1: No, yeah, Brock Purdy's sitting there shaking his fist at you.
0: Oh, yeah. how many Did he have four uh, turnovers as well?
1: Yeah, two of them went off of guys' hands. Or two of them were tipped to the line, I think. One of them was really bad. One of them was bad.
0: All right, well, you can't win them all.
1: Uh, None of them as bad as Mahomes, though. Mahomes was the uh, worst-ranked quarterback of the week, apparently.
0: Uh, I didn't get a chance to catch a second of that game because I was busy doing stuff on Christmas Day. But, uh, yeah, there's... I don't... (sighs) If you, you could definitely put on your tinfoil hat and be like, all right, the Chiefs, the, the, you know, if you believe in the stories and the scripts, and the narratives, the Chiefs want to seem downtrodden. They want to seem like a beaten up team for them to just come back rushing the playoffs. Oh, they didn't know if they could do it. They were a down and out team, eight and five, eight and six, whatever the hell their record is. No one believed in them. And then they came back and look at them. They won the Super Bowl. You know, it's good for a story if they're going to overcome that. But maybe they just stink. Who knows? Um, Josh, you ready to move on and uh, recap our weekend quick?
1: So we got into the discussion of like Purdy and quarterbacks and stuff. And so the MVP is kind of a hot topic at this point in time. Uh, Lamar Jackson is now the leading um, MVP candidate with a passer rating of 97.2, 3,357 yards, 19 touchdowns and seven interceptions in his 15 games.
0: I mean this, if there's ever going to be a year that we go away from the quarterback, this has got to be
1: it, right? It has to be. If it's not CMC, it's disgusting. Um, I mean, I'll accept
0: Tyreek, even though he's missed a game, but yeah, CMC should be number one in the, like in Vegas odds right now, in my mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, no, Tyreek is, Tyreek would be two in my eyes just because he did miss that game. And, um, but I mean, Lamar, so i just read off Lamar's stats, 3,357 yards, 19 touchdowns. I don't know if that's rushing and passing, uh, and seven interceptions. Jordan Love has more yards, 27 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So four more interceptions and only um, and a little bit lower passer rating basically comparable stats when you add you know the number of touchdowns compared to interceptions at the a ratio there but i mean obviously lamar is on a better team at this point um, and so it's just like is is that because lamar is that good or is lamar actually that good to be an mvp or is it the team around him that makes him an mvp and somebody like cmc as we saw last night, produced even though Purdy was doo doo. Like to to me, that just kind of sh- comparing those two stats. It doesn't make Jordan Love an MVP candidate. That's not what I'm arguing, Al. It makes <laughs> it it kind of discredits Lamar's um season because it's the team around him not necessarily the performance he has i mean but do you Um, think
0: do you think vegas or whoever you get in a stat from the number one ranked or the favorite mvp candidate at the moment is that just them factoring in the fact that it's always a quarterback award i mean i think that has to be a big part of it because clearly like his i mean they can see with their eyes they know what the stats are i think they're just factoring in the whole the fact that the ravens just destroyed the san francisco 49ers in prime time and i think that uh, you know winning matters but also it's a quarterback award I think that's a big part of it.
1: Yeah, I think they should just give it to an offensive guard just to throw everybody's mind into bonkers. I would love that. But yeah, we can move on now. All Jar- right, Josh. How salty are you?
0: josh i'm actually i'm actually feeling pretty sweet um today if i can if i can uh if i can feel well for a change um i i told the people i was in five semifinals matchups uh going into the week last week uh week 16 and i came away with four dubs of the five also won my two fifth place matchups so i feel good about that um but yeah winning four of five semifinals going into four championships it feels good um I think uh, I don't know if you've been able, if you peeped my sheet or not, but I'm just by based on the second place prizes, I'm already in the money on the year. Um, The reason I was talking so much about for the people who heard me talk about it over and over again, being in you know winning in my top league, it's because in my most expensive league, the all the money goes to first and second. Literally, there's no other prizes, there's no anything else. So by getting into the championship, I've already made four hundred dollars. It was a hundred dollar league, so you know a three hundred dollar profit just by making it. So that's why that league was so important to me. Um, so even with the uh, you know second place prizes and everything else, I'm net positive on the year. If I win any of the championships, um, including the potential guillotine, which I guess you could argue I'm in a fifth championship, um, that's already we're already one week into that. But I, I'll break a thousand dollars in revenue, over five hundred dollars in profit in fantasy this year. So that'll feel pretty good. The worst thing that'll happen, and beggars can't be choosers. Um, I would, I would really like to win just one. It would be pretty embar- I would maybe embarrassing is the right word because I made it there myself. But to go 0-4 in championships, that'll feel pretty bad. If I can win at least one, hey, I'll be. Could happy you imagine camper.
1: being a team that's 0-4 in championship games?
0: Ugh, just as
1: dis- uh, despicable. Dis-
0: uh, dis- uh, I mean, I have a possibility to go 0-4 in the same week and 0-4 in the league, Josh. We'll you can talk about that in a second. But oh, so no. yeah, I'm feeling well. It'll be I'm appearing in my fourth championship for the Hidden Oaks Redraft League, and I have won. I haven't
1: won one yet, so. Uh um, i Gar Gar. Gar. What? Nikita and I have crowned you the champion of this league since like week twelve because your team is just Oops. unstoppable. Yeah,
0: well I've again I've made it to three other championships, so let's not let's not go crazy just yet. Uh but anyways, yeah. Winning four of the five semifinals games being the four championships. I'm feeling pretty sweet this week and I just gotta hope and pray that uh things work out uh for week seventeen. What about you, Josh? How salty are you?
1: um i got some reasonable levels of salt i guess um i am i i lost in two of the championship leagues or t- ch- two in the championship games one of them was the hidden oaks dynasty where i had the buy my team has just been kind of all over the place this season with um points four and points um and not points four so i lost Derek, and i think he'd beat me twice already in the regular season once I, once or twice in the regular season so um kind of saw it coming the other loss was to ben um and I alluded to that being kind of like the whole, yeah, that's never going to happen with his roster. Um, He traded Deshaun Watson, Brian Robinson, and somebody else for um, Lamar Jackson, uh, Curtis Samuel, and um, I don't know who the other person was, but, oh, Kareem Hunt. And, you know, he, so uh, he got the, better end of the deal there. So Lamar Jackson came through with him, for him. I had Brock Purdy though, so I wasn't going to score many points. Um but we went into the game we went into the Sunday games with me projected to win by 10. Um I just knew that CMC was going to overhit his projection and then um Kittle starting off so hot really threw that um ruined that for me. Um but that w- this was the game that kind of started off to with the sour taste going up against T Higgins after Thursday's game. Um, or yeah saturday's game i don't even remember
0: Um, i believe it was saturday yeah
1: so it was it was kind of like a type feeling but my entire team stunk cd lamb always trying to carry me to victories um gave me 22 but everybody else was subpar Devontae adams brandon mcmanus brock purdy you guys stink (laughs) um but uh playing for third in that league so i still have a chance to break even i think i don't know. I don't understand the pace structures of leagues that I'm in because, yeah. Um, The other league is the... um, Well, the leagues I made the championships in deflate these balls, as we talked about earlier, and then the champs branch. Um, So first year in this league, first year championship game, uh, first year championship loss.
0: Oh, dude. I don't don't know. We'll see. It's you and me. I guess I didn't talk about it because I was just saying I was in four. But yeah, I also made the champs branch out. So Josh, this... I don't know if this is the first time we're playing each other in a championship. It might, at least, when we're doing the podcast, I generally don't remember if maybe we played each is. other. Oh, that's exciting!
1: Because no, I'm pretty sure that your only games and championships have been against Derek and Hammer in our <laughs> league.
0: You mean the guys who have won two and three championships collectively? Yeah, love that for me. Um okay well that's exciting then you and i are first championship matchup obviously we've uh, exchanged a lot of blows and you were you were beating me up early this year i remember that being a narrative um and then i would bounce back and just destroy whoever my opponent was the next week but we'll see josh we'll see what happens um
1: yeah yeah i'm, I'm waiting for it uh, commissioner of the league you were in the championship last year i hear I, was. I lost fishy to al, going on. for what
0: it's worth i lost to al last year in the championship
1: yep no we split the series this year in the champions league i beat you week two and you beat me week 13
0: oh all right suck it darren uh well we'll see we'll see how things go Uh, we can talk more about the matchup on saturday if we want or if you're available um but Josh, let's move on or yeah, let's move on to talk about the fan duel really quick. Uh Garbanzo best bean had the best week this week. He put up 134.52. Levi Oakey, our illustrator, he put up 120.4 and then TW Cody and Carmel Bears alter count put up 118.84. The leaderboard didn't change too much, um, at least for the people where they were. I'm still in first place. I did not improve my base score. I think I had one of the worst scores in the in the pod play along this week. I remain at first, though, at 691.54 of my best five scores. Cody, he improved his score by 0.7. Um, so he brought his floor up just barely, but it is, you know, that could make the difference. Who knows? Uh, so I'm telling him to chill out because he got closer to my lead. He's less than two points away from me now. And then Garbanzo Best being his number one performance this week, um, improved his 3rd place position. He increased his uh, top 5 scores, brought up his floor by about 8.5 points. He was already in 3rd, so he remains in 3rd, but now he's within 6 points of 1st place. With 2 weeks to go, anything could happen. I'm holding on for dear life. My knuckles could not be whiter, um, just because, you know, it's been a good year for me and I'm trying to capitalize. You know, Why not peak my peaks and uh, try and win as much stuff as I can, but there's no guarantees, so we will see what happens in the next 2 weeks. Um, Josh, we will move on Uh, We will just very quickly, just for a second here, I guess we'll just combine the segments, the Hunger Games and whatever else the pod because we can talk more more on Saturday but I do want to shout out uh, Willie and I who made it to the championship in the Hidden Oaks Redraft League Willie has is an OG member of the Hidden Oaks League we as when we started as an eight man Willie has been here since we were an eight man league we are now a 14 person league um, so shout out to um, Willie for being here the whole time this is his first matchup he's coming third twice before so um, good for him I have as I've talked about this will be my fourth appearance in the championship and I've yet to win one so So Willie, first time appearing, but regardless, we will have a brand new champion, a first time champion of this league. So best of luck to you, Willie. Maybe we'll break down our matchup on Saturday. Maybe we won't. But either way, good luck to you, man. We appreciate you having rocked with us for, I believe this is our 10th season. So Willie making his first time appearance and we are guaranteed to have a first time champion in the Hidden Oaks Redraft League. With that said, Josh, it's not all fun and games. It's not all rainbows and roses. We have lost some good people on the road to the championship, Josh. We have some fallen heroes. We will, uh, we will honor them thusly. We will first talk about the loss. Of Willie's brother, Derek. Derek's a good man. He's done a lot of good things. But he didn't make it. We will also mourn the loss of your wife, Josh. I took her down. She'll make it someday. But not this day. R.I.P. Nikita and Derek. What was the home life like this weekend, Josh? Aside from uh, the personal issues, how was Nikita feeling about the fantasy I know she had texted me, I think, on Thursday with a good luck. Or I texted her, I don't remember. Uh, anyways, we exchanged texts and uh she had she seemed pretty defeated from the beginning, but how do you how do you, how did Nikita seem?
1: There was there was hope, but there wasn't like expectation. So okay, sure. you know she had um here I'm trying to I can't remember all of these things off the top of my head. But I know that after the Thursday game she had the Saints with negative three. That is so,
0: correct, yep.
1: That is never going to help. Um, and so that was kind of like a shoot moment. Um, and then she had, um, um, but then she went into the game on Saturday or after Saturday. Okay. I mean, she had, I mean, Kelvin Ridley did her solid. I mean, her team did well aside from, um, Samuel, uh, the new Orleans defense and then Tony Pollard. Um, and so her team was okay in that sense. Um, but she knew like with you having CMC and Mike Evans, um, Mostert, you know, and then Jake Elliott putting up 17 doesn't help either. Um, so it was one of those things where, yeah, she was disappointed, but she texted you yesterday congratulating you. I know. Um, and so now she gets to play for third um, again. And so she'll uh, hopefully take home the third place this year.
0: Yeah. I guess the only other thing I can say is Nikita, when you... I don't want to say complaining like she was actually like whining about it or anything, but like when you talk about never having a good draft position or a draft position you want, it's because of moments like this, Nikita. You made it to the—you were one game away from the championship. You're playing for third. You could break even financially. This is why you're getting shafted on draft position, because you play so well every year. Like, this is, you know—it's not a—it's an unlucky thing, but it's also, in a backwards way, a compliment, because you play so well every year. And the way we do our draft is it's a bit of a lottery based on last year's um, finish— the reason you get sucky draft positions in your eyes is because you do so well every year. So it's unfortunate, but it's because you're a good player. And I will
1: say like for her to have even made it this far with Tony Pollard, who's been considered a league bust um, or like a bust for his draft position in the first round. Yeah. Um, and then Justin Herbert going down, what three weeks ago, four weeks yeah, ago. I
0: appreciate the fact that Herbert was still on her bench. I was like, all right, Nikita, I see you.
1: She, she joked around and she said that, nope, he's, he's mine. So and I was like, all right, I guess. Um, but uh yeah, so she her big thing every year is injuries. And so that's kinda where um where she runs into a lot of her issues, but She'll
0: have to start getting uh, accumulating data and start doing some Monte Carlos and all the injury history of every player on the field. And she'll, I'm sure she'll come back next year with some sort of big brain analysis that'll help her avoid injuries or something. she I know she's someone who's hungry to win. I know some people talk about women this or don't take it as seriously or it's just playing along with her husband or whatever. I can say for a fact, Nikita's here to play. Nikita's here to win. She's competitive. So uh, I know Nikita will, will come through eventually. So good for her. And... Uh, you know she will i feel confident she will host the trophy uh someday and sooner rather than later based on how might she have performs. to get a
1: smaller replica
0: <laughs> all right uh, josh unfortunately we have also fallen in some of our leagues so we will go ahead and mourn the losses of our own teams that will not be making it to the championships um i guess i'll let you go first and then uh we can get out of here after that are you ready
1: sure R.I.P. in peace, the Brockness Monster 2.0, Victoria's Secret. And R.I.P. in peace, I'm a Charby girl in the Hidden Oaks Dynasty League, attempt 69. R.I.P. in peace,
0: I forget my teammate off the top of my head, but too many girlies, or too many Johnsons, one girlie. Lost to the aforementioned Derek, that bastard took me down. Hate him. Uh, but that's it Josh that's the show um, anything else you'd like to say um, not not to necessarily bring it full circle but I know you said uh, just on based where you are in life you uh, um, you don't necessarily want to mourn too much but you want to celebrate do you have any other cool stories or cool anecdotes or something to end on a high note talk talk well of uh, talk well of your lost grandfather
1: I mean there's a lot I just don't want to you know there's, there's a lot that I could share I know that um he was the grandpa or that set of grandparents lived in malacca so they were closer to home got to spend more time with them growing up um so always got in trouble with uh like playing in the barn and like i said shooting out light bulbs not the smartest thing to do but i had a gun what was i supposed to do you have to
0: shoot stuff and it has to be breakable stuff i mean come on
1: right Who doesn't want to see something shatter Yeah. And, and, you know, falling in between the hay bales because my cousins tripped me and then having to run inside because, you know, that might be where my fear spiders started because those barn spiders and the hay bale spiders are those big old yellow and black suckers with the long legs that spin the webs. You know, you get pushed in between hay bales and you're stuck there because you land, you go down head first. And then all you see is one of those things like six inches from your face. Mm -hmm. Not the best way to start a childhood. So, Yeah. Years four and five were pretty rough. Uh, But overall, I mean, like I said, he's a tall, giant man, gentle, giant. um, Always brought a smile to people's face. Um, And so he um, loved us and we loved him.
0: That's beautiful, Josh. Sounds like a man more than worth celebrating. We appreciate you sharing. And uh, we appreciate our listeners as well for sitting in and listening to everything today. Uh, We love you. And we will talk to you probably Saturday morning. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Go Packers! You gonna be on the old Xbox later?
0: Uh, yeah, probably. I think Carmel and Walters and I were playing. Um, I don't know if they're still on now, but I'll hop back on. We can play whatever. Uh, Yeah, I was probably gonna hop on after the kid went to bed. Okie dokie.
1: Alright. Bye, go
0: Hey, Bye, love you. Another day, another victory for the OG, taking down the sweats.